episode 34 of Slay the Stars. Last time, Zem and Charm made their way into the city of Annenfell and were escorted by the captain of the guards, Turiel. Del and Zuvi were taken to a meeting with Zuvi's contact in the city, Rina Alharan, the king's second. We got more information on this ship in the center of the city that seems to be built more for flying than sailing. Char and Zem were taken to comfortable holding cells for the night, where they are waiting for a meeting the following day that will change everything about what comes next in this story. That's not ominous. I just disassociated for like five minutes. I apologize. <laughs> Great. We're in a good place. So you woke up. <laughs> you might want to stay there. You might want to stay in that disassociation. I'm just staring at my character sheet like, what are words? <laughs> you wake up in the morning. Breakfast is brought to you. It is like an oatmeal with freshly chopped up fruit on top with just a little bit of sweetener, like a honey. Um, some tea. Anything that you all want to do to prepare before they come to get you to take you to the meeting? Um, Roll your portents. Yeah, but I um, I want to make sure that my pendulum is like tucked into my shirt. Okay. Um, I won't not show it if asked, but I'm also not going to parade it around. At least I think. So, uh, I'm just going to make sure that I look, like, presentable, respectable. Um, I'm going to wear the, I think, the tan and white dress. Okay. Something a little understated. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. But I am going to roll portents. So, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. No ones. No ones. Please ones. 19 and 17. I don't love it. Ha, no whammies for me. Whammies for us. <laughs> All right. Shar, how are you preparing this morning? I don't think I'm really doing anything different than I normally would. <laughs> All right. So. Making sure the tattoos are covered, though, for sure. Okay. Faux shizzle. Ooh. Um, I want to change the way my Rafe ring looks. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, while you're thinking about what you want it to look like, are you guys, you haven't sent any messages to Rafe about this place? About this place. I was going to reserve until after the meeting. Okay. Uh, I won't. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep it simple. Made it to Annenfell, meeting with the elves today. Have a good day. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. So Sam says hi. I asked them if she wanted to say hi, and um, she gave me the finger, so... <laughs> um, that usually means yes. <laughs> um, when we're able to change the ring, we can change literally anything about it. Yeah. Shar, your response to your message just says, thanks for keeping me updated. Have Samira message me tonight. Yep. The four symbols that are on my pendulum, okay. I want to put, like, in a cross section, so, like, equidistant apart, on the like, engraved on the ring. I dig it. The ring is going to be fairly, like, a plain gold-looking band. Okay. Just have those engravings to it. Perfect. Now you look like you're married. 
I Mine's on my middle finger. Oh, yeah. Yours is on your middle finger. I was like, okay, gold bands, definitely looking like you're married now, but you're right. Yours is on your middle finger. I'll leave it the same. I'll just make it not invisible. Simple gold band. No iconography available. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Just as you are finishing up your breakfast, Turiel comes in and says, well, um, I've called the meeting. They're expecting us in about an hour. Is there anything else that I can get the two of you before we go? Any questions you have for me before we head out? Yeah, is there like a proper protocol for addressing the people that we are meeting with? Um, no, I don't expect anybody from the actual royal family to be in attendance. Probably more uh, advisors and people of that nature. So uh, just be respectful. Don't speak out of turn. Don't interrupt people. And try to keep yourselves calm. Why wouldn't we be calm? Well, no, Why I just shouldn't mean, we be calm? I just mean that um, if they don't want to answer your questions or if they seem like they're being dodgy or if they oh, seem like this they're, is for me. If they're <laughs> trying to pull information from you that you don't want to um, just keep your temper about you. <laughs> oh, this is about me. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you have mint tea? <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Would you like some? Yes. Iced or hot? The fuck? Iced. Sweetened or un? Touch of honey. You got it. My brain just went French, like sweetened or un. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Would you like some as well? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Turiel leaves. They have iced tea? Apparently. They asked. I said, sure. Why is this place so cool? (laughs) (laughs) It is very nice here. He comes back in like a minute and a half later and he has like green tea with honey. Um... And he hands it to you in cups that have lids. And the the cups aren't made of, like, glass or metal or anything. They, they almost feel like they're made out of, like, a wax-lined paper. Fuck this place. He's cool. like, those are um, to-go cups. That way we can just drink it on the way. To-go cup. Yes. Aren't all cups to-go? No, 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 no. Normally, like, with a glass or, like, a tankard or something like that that you He doesn't have. want to give us anything sharp. Uh, yes, no, we. This way, we can things. just toss them out. They're not reusable. That seems wasteful. Well, I mean, we only use them in circumstances like this. This is delicious. It is. It's delicious. Brewed at the I perfect can squish temperature. Squish it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, it's just for convenience. It's just a convenience thing. So I. So it's just so that oh, because we're not coming back here. Um, I got it. Okay. Yeah, well, hopefully not at all. I'm I am hopeful that we'll leave this meeting and they'll say that it is okay for you to explore the city more, find a more comfortable lodging, something like that. I would hope that I'm not bringing you back here, but, you know, I, I suppose it's possible. I would recommend taking your things with you, though. I just have, one, like, one more question for you, though. Like, was your, like, significant other upset that you had to stay here with us? Oh, Are you I, flirting right now? I don't, I don't have, my job, it's, it's like so much, you know, mm. I don't, yeah. I mean, so did you have a significant other? I mean, there have been people in the past, but nobody, nobody current. I love the idea that there's still 
in opposite like sides of the jail <laughs> and like there's Shar on one side without being able to see Sam's face just like stone cold like uh, <laughs> and Sam's just like so what's up <laughs> I'm just getting casual information yes but oh very casual <laughs> um all right let's let's head out um you both smell much better. Uh, glad you took advantage of the shower. Uh, let's be off. The trolley should be here any minute. Okay. Close it a trolley. Yeah. Uh, so you're left out of the cell. You bring your stuff with you. At none of the times when you've been moving about the city have they, like, handcuffed you or done anything crazy like that. Uh you're brought to the trolley. The same person is there who greets you a little less. Um, they don't look as shocked to see you this time. They're they're not as concerned, it seems. Uh, Turiel directs them to take them to the hall. That's all he says. And uh, you're off on the trolley. And eventually you pull up to... Were there other people on the trolley? I'm sorry. No. Okay. This time, it seems like it was almost, like, planned that there was nobody there because there's nobody else on the trolley this time when it pulls up. You are brought to a building that looks very austere. That's the word I'm thinking of. Large stone pillars. There's quite a bit of, like, uh, gilding on the columns themselves. The capitals of the columns are, like, carved out of stone flowers that hang down. You see things that look like lilies and orchids and different things like that. And the artistry is so beautiful and so precise that it's hard to believe that this is stone. It looks like if you touched it, it would it would move and be lifelike. And as you step out of the trolley and into the courtyard that is in front of the steps that lead up to the doors into the building, you see a huge statue. And by huge, I mean it has a large base. And the person's, the statue of the person atop this base is maybe like seven feet tall. You see they have their arms stretched out in front of them in this supplicating gesture. Their eyes are turned skyward. And you notice that in front of the statue, in the base, there is a hollow, like something used to sit in there. That is missing. Spherical in nature? It would probably be spherical in nature. The plaque on the front of the statue says, In loving memory of the elven protector... Ein Belthor. I'm gonna like not even subtly whip my head over to Shar. Um, that was in common or Elvish. So then, like you oh, would have recognized the name, but the yes, the writing would have been in Elvish. I'll translate really quickly for them. So this is where we're supposed to go. I want to take a closer look at the face. Do, do we have a moment? 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, Turiel's like, um, we have maybe an extra 10 minutes if you all just want to hold tight out here. We're going to go in and see if the rest of the the people are ready. Thank you. Um, so if I can kind of, like, investigate, like, I, I want to get a closer look at the whole thing, so. Sure, Same. roll me an investigation check. You wanted to just do it at advantage. Roll with advantage. Nat, bring in 20. For your total? Oh, no, sorry. Um, 26. I know both of our stats. (laughs) (laughs) So you get up close, and as you stand underneath this thing, from ground to top, it's probably like 10 feet or so. So it's, it's pretty high above your head. But as you're looking at the face, you see a person... And and you know that elves live a long time, right? This person looks old for an elf. Long hair pulled back in a ponytail. Just the slightest hint of creasing wrinkles around the eyes and the forehead. The, the facial expression is soft, though. Almost like like relaxed but there's something about the eyes that looks concerned or worried and again it's so lifelike you've never seen statues like this even at like the castle in Saltspire, you've never seen stonework like this before oh no your um artists are incredible here Oh, uh, yes, we, well, we have a lot of time to hone our craft. (laughs) Fair enough. Did that seem weird at all? Roll me an insight check. Ow. Sharp edge dice? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Not one. No. No, nothing weird. Hey, look, a bird. I'm going to, like, continue to walk around, like, um... I'm going for someone appraising art, like an artist appraising another artist's work kind of thing. I'm following a pigeon. And just, you know, I mean, the detail is spectacular. Um, Was the person who made this still around? Like, do they have a workshop? Oh, no. Um, That was made shortly after Ayn um, left us. It's, I mean, the statue itself is probably close to, 1500 years old something like that oh oh yeah so uh we live a long time but not that long (laughs) yeah huh well this is really like really incredible i can see why is this like what's this thing for and i'm just kind of like it kind of looks like i don't know maybe a maybe like a water something goes in there like a he narrows his eyes at you. Shark gets chased by a pigeon in the background. And I, I got, I'm i going to doe-eye him. And, like, for those of you don't, that don't know, it's like when you, like, you tilt your head demurely and your eyes just get kind of big. Like, I'm not going for flirting. I'm I'm honestly trying to be like, I don't know what this is. So a happy Kubrick. Okay. Just roll me, like, a persuasion check. Persuade. Oh, thank God. Um, so 14. 
All right. He looks at you and he narrows his eyes a bit and he says, well, that is what we're here about today. That is where the missing item used to sit. Oh, oh okay. Yes. I, I've, I've never seen it with my own eyes. I didn't know. Oh, oh, well, that would make sense then. Yes. Sure. Fucking pigeons. <laughs> Not one Do they bishop. have pigeons here? <laughs> Your friend uh, does not have a way with animals. Understatement of the century. That is correct. <laughs> well, that is. And as Turiel is starting to finish, one of the other guards comes out and says, They're ready. <laughs> well, uh, let's collect ourselves. Just gonna s- smooth my hair. And... There's still a feather in Char's hair. I'm like brushing like your shoulders, like picking an invisible lint. And the the guard that came out to say they're ready, power walks down towards Turiel and leans in and whispers something to him. And you watch Turiel's face just sort of like, oh. okay. And the other guard turns around and walks back and says, All right, we don't have a problem. But? But there are two people here that you need to be aware of. The first is Rena Alharan, the one that your other friend was here to meet with. She, shockingly, has decided to turn up. So when I said about not having a member of the royal family here, I was incorrect. When you see her, you will know her. Please bow. She does not like people who don't bow. Okay, can you just like nudge me in the direction of You'll know. Rena? You you are overestimating my ability right now. And I just got attacked by a pigeon, so can you please just point her out? (laughs) Yes, I will. You'll see me. I will also be bowing. Yeah, yeah. Just follow suit. Sure freaks out. He doesn't deal with royals. In through your nose, out through your mouth. And just let me do the talking. The (laughs) That's the funny part. You can't. You're very nelfish. The second person that you need to be aware of is named Reese. She is the sister of the elf who betrayed Annenfell. Um, sorry? That thing that is missing is her sister's fault that it is missing. So, she is probably going to be incredibly hostile towards you, especially if you know anything about the whereabouts of her sister. I caution you to be careful about her. She's scary. She also a member of the royal family? She is not. She and her sister were members of my guards, though. So. Is she, is Reese no longer a member of the guards? She resigned. Forcefully. Huh? Forced retirement. Oh. Oh. Yes. Well. All right. Shall we then? And he turns, starts to walk in. You're led into this large room that reminds you a bit of the structures in Morbale, the the um, 
the government building that you all went in where the actual governor had their office and there was a library and stuff like that, it's it's sort of like that inside. And as you head in, you turn to the left and you are led into, um, you know how college lecture halls are portrayed on TV or if you have gone to a very large university with like the amphitheater style and there's like this stage area down in front, you're led into a room like that. You come into the doors and you head down into this amphitheater and you see that around the room there are probably like 30 or 40 people seated waiting to hear whatever you all have to say. On the back wall, there is a dais set up and an ornately carved wooden throne. And seated there is an elvish woman. She has very long ears, very slender build, long blonde hair. And her face is completely unreadable. She's watching you come in and everybody turns. Uh, You feel the gaze of all these people on you. And as you get to the bottom of the stairs, Turiel stops and makes a deep bow and says, Your Majesty. And... Rena just kind of nods. I will do the same. Yeah. And she nods. I mean, like, is a curtsy appropriate? Like, whatever the female version of this is. They all seem to be just bowing. Okay. Then yes. All right. And... Goddamn love this place. (laughs) Rena looks at you all and says, All right, well, um, please, no need for you to stand. Everybody sit. And... Everybody in the room sits down and it's quiet and there is, I don't want to say it's like a defendant stand type situation, but it, it has that feeling. There's like a boxed in seating area for Objection. the two of you to sit down in. And Turiel gives one final little nod to the two of you in sort of like solidarity. And then he goes to stand towards where Rena is seated. And she looks at the two of you and she says... Well, I was not expecting to have any outsiders here. It is unfortunate that you would show up at a time like this. Please tell me, I mean, I've been informed why Turiel felt the need to bring you here, but why would you come here knowing that you were unwelcome? I'm sorry to be blunt. She and Elvis are common. She's in common. Okay. She understands that Zamir does I just not. Want to, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do we have to stand when we talk? Char stands up. <laughs> Please be comfortable. I don't expect you to stand. Char does not do well in authority figures. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so quick time out. Um, I don't remember exactly the verbiage that we said to um, Turiel on our way in. Like, what made him say, fine, we won't kill you right here? When you started talking about the orb. And you said that you had information about it and where it might have gone. And that's when Toriel was like, okay, fine. I'll bring you in. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, So we have been in the middle of our own crisis. I don't know that you know or frankly care about our small situation um but we had to quickly leave uh where we were and in our travels we came across 
a very strange crate. And my best friend. Um, sure waves. Sometimes, some, sometimes has a curiosity about him. And um, he opened the crate. Sure, it's just in his brain. One time. It was one time. Um, and inside was a very unique object that, um, well, do you want to describe it? Um, sure. He half stands up and then sits right back down. There's like the faintest hint of a smirk on the corner of her mouth watching you be so awkward. Awesome. You're not sure if it's like legitimate humor, if she's laughing at you. Could be either. Could be both. I don't care. Could be both. Uh, it was in a crate. It was being transported. It was trans- being transported south, right? Mm-hmm. From from uh, the Midway Tavern. Uh, there was two people that it seemed like they were involved in. Describe the people. I will do so to the best of my abilities from being chased from them in the dark. Do you remember what I told you about them? No, I genuinely do not. That was episode 12. It was, no, it was way earlier than that. Yeah, because it was the first time we were at the Midway Tavern. Yeah, it was like second. episode like second, four. Right. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, uh, I remember one of them, I'm pretty sure, was an elf. A female elf. Yeah. I was going to say there was a female and, and then, a male. What, I don't think the other one was an elf, though. I thought it was uh, just a human. Oh, yes, no, the I other just, one was a human male. All that I remember is female male. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. There was a human male and a female elf. And the moment you start describing the female elf, you hear from, like, behind you, a woman yells out, That's a bold-faced lie! And Rena just... Reese, you need to let them... And she's like, No! She wouldn't do that. I know she wouldn't. And Rena's like, We don't know why she did what she did, but it's already been well-established that it was her. And if you... Call out again. I will have you removed from the room. And you guys turn and look, and you can see a female elf there. Her hair shorter, almost in like a bob. Uh, ears slightly shorter. She's um, more muscular, um, a little heavier set, and uh, very pointed features. And she looks disheveled. Like, everybody else in here and everybody you've seen so far has been very well put together in this city. This woman looks like she doesn't sleep, she doesn't take care of herself, and she just looks upset, like a ticking time bomb. Um, But she quiets down, and she's just sitting there in silent fury. And Rena says, I'm sorry, please, please go on. So, like, we're sitting in this box. What is it like what you would expect, like, Above, like just above like waist height so yes. that and the reason I'm asking is I like as he's talking and after that disruption I'm I'm just kind of as unseen as possible like grab his hand with mine and like squeeze yeah you could do that <laughs> <laughs> negative one <laughs> um the two people in question uh were at the midway tavern um, I remember they had magic items, correct? It, it was did. a dagger or a sword. Because I know one was a weapon, one of them was a bag, I think. They had, I believe they may have both had plus one weapons on them, but she had something giving off evocation magic in her bag. Um, she had a magic item that seemed to have given off evocation in nature, 
though it seemed that they kept the orb in a crate in their cart. Um, I saw the orb, I've held it, and, and I'll, I'll explain like what that experience was like. When you start talking about the orb, it's dead silent. Everybody's hanging on your every word. And an older man who's sitting off to the left side of Rena leans forward. And this man looks to be like, I don't know, 700 years old. He's old. And he's like, um, well, uh, can you tell me when you looked into the orb, was there kind of a swirling darkness inside of it? It was as if a shadow was trapped inside of a glass sphere. Uh, and he leans over and he goes to whisper, but he he's not great at whispering and you catch what he's saying, and he speaks in Elvish, and he says, they haven't found a way to open it yet. And Rena just sort of nods a bit, but her attention stays on you. I don't know if their intent was to open the orb, uh, but it seemed that they were giving it to, um, kind of looks at Zam a little bit, um, transported south, and my guess would be towards... A type of crime syndicate. Yes. Um, I know a bit about your situation. As you know, the two of you, uh, there's been a search out for you by a certain criminal organization uh, that, Samira, it seems you know quite a bit about. Unfortunately... I would like to take a moment to express my regret for the mother that is mine. <laughs> the sins of the mother. I, um, unfortunately, you are not able to choose your family, which seems like some people are familiar with in this courtroom. <laughs> yes. Well, I will not Don't fault be you. Don't be <laughs> I will not. You like squeeze back. <laughs> I will not fault you for who your mother is, but um, it seems to me that in stealing this treasure from our people and hunting you and some of the other things that have been going awry, your mother's organization has quite a plan underway for themselves. And I would like to know if you have any idea what that is. Quick question. Has Rafe told us anything about the orb after we told him? No. Okay. If they have a plan, they have not indicated what that is to me. Uh, I was always a bit of a disappointment to my mother. Um, she didn't really tell me much of anything. She's still my mother. I mean, don't get me wrong. She gave me money to help me get out, but... Aside from that, she did nothing for me. She gave you money to help you get out, and yet she hunts you. I don't understand either. Hmm. That is odd. The orb that you saw. There are two options, and the only reason I'm telling you this is because maybe it will spark something that you could help us with. There are only two options for what they could want it for. A power source or to unleash what is inside? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm seeing if 
either of you have any ideas. Is there anything your mother has been working on? Any large-scale projects? My mother's not unintelligent, but I don't know that her ambitions move beyond her own comfort. They may be looking for certain individuals who have certain magical aptitudes. Whether that's related to this or not, I can't say. Like so the child? Guess, uh, yes, I have heard about that. Uh, I, I would guess that they were involved with that as well. Hmm. And the child's magical abilities, as we understand, stemmed mainly from the healing uh, side of magic, which is fascinating. Is that what the two of you have? No. Not exclusively. So it must be something else about the three of you. Well, and the others. I'm sorry, did you say others? Yes, uh, you are not the only two. I know that there is a bard they are looking for, uh, the child, and the two of you, so. Ah, yes. And unfortunately... Based on what you've told me, it seems that they are not going to use this as a power source. Then they must want to unleash what is inside, and that is very bad. What's inside? I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. <sighs> okay. Is something wrong, Zamira? I... I beg your forgiveness. I don't mean to be impertinent um, to you. <laughs> but I just, for months, have been hunted for people who want to use me, us. And I glance at Char. Hi. Like, we are tools. And nobody wants to tell me why or or what. And nobody is asking if this is even something we would want to do, I, I just, it involves us, and I think we have a right to know. Roll me a persuasion check. Can I roll an insight on the rest of the room at the moment? Yes. Nope. Is that a five? Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you said Everybody's a what? just watching you. You said a what? Uh, persuasion. 21. 21. She leans back and you get the feeling that she's about to shut you down. But the older man uh, sits up and he says, um, my lady, I think that we should... We should delve into this more. There's something here, and I think that if all of us, and he looks between the two of you and back to Rena, if all of us share what we know, we might be able to better understand what they want with the orb. And Rena 
she looks over towards this old man and she says, Isten, I will take your counsel, but just know that if this is a mistake, you will be the one taking it up with my father. And Isten just sort of nods in that way that old men are like, I'm old, doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm not concerned. And she says, all right, let's let's share some information. But first, I want to know what is different about you. Because if it was simply magic users, Nexus knows enough about what we do here to know that the most powerful magical users in the world live here in Annenfell. But they did not come here looking for people to do magic. They've been going after the two of you, a bard, and a small child from Tel Nim. What is it about the two of you that makes you different from other magic users? Sharsh is kind of finally realizing that, like, Karina now has to have the same issue that we do. Most likely. I have a request. I'll hear it. I will show you privately. I'm sorry, my dear, but that is not something I can agree to right now. I just mean not with all of these people. You can have your guard, you can have your counsel, that is fine. But I'm not comfortable with everyone in this room. And I would also like to request Turiel be there as well. Fine, but once you share what you have to share, we will have to call them back in because we need witness. That's fine. All right. Uh, The rest of you, please leave a 15-minute recess. And nobody questions her. They all stand up and turn to leave, except for Reese. And you see two of the guards go over to her and lean down and say something to her. And she looks like she's going to fight. And Rena says, please, Reese, we don't have time for this. And eventually, Reese stands up with one final glance over her shoulder, dagger eyes towards the two of you. She leaves the room. The doors are shut. And Rena looks toward you, Zamira, and says, all right, show me. Smack Char with a wing. <laughs> well, so, like, I don't know how to do that. Like, we, if information was told to us, but, like, we don't. Um, no, how? No. So I'm like under my breath. I'm like, ask for help. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do we do this? In his brain the entire time. Help, 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 help. <laughs> it appears, help, 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 that we help, help, help. <laughs> have a unique characteristic to our blood. That of which it appears we are part celestial. How is that even possible? I don't know. The celestials have not walked on this plane in 2,000 years. I am aware of this. I prove it. I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Does it work? (laughs) (laughs) So, 
So like we can trans we can transform, but like this isn't something we've ever done before. So like I feel I feel like <laughs> um okay, okay. I want you listen, you're going to be able to do it, but I want the two of you thematically to describe to me how this transformation happens. Right. And, I want and the I comedic think, effect of me trying to do this and Zem smacking me outside of the box. I feel like I know how I want this to happen and I think it's going to start with me. And then in my, anyway, you can decide how you want to do yours. But um, so because I've chosen Fallen as my, um, what do you say, ASMR mm-hmm. type. Um <laughs> The whole time, um, whenever things are real, like when I'm real angry or whatever, that fog cloud starts to come out and is has always been an inky darkness rather than like your typical fog. I'm going to lean into that. And so that's what really starts to happen. But it's not going to like full-blown fog cloud the room. It's just going to start to be like an inky blackness and then... I'm going to focus on it, and, and that's when, like, the skeletal wings will, like, pop out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shar, you're watching Zamira, and Zamira, like, you can tell at first nothing's happening. She's getting a little panicked. She's like, I'm not sure how to make this happen. And then the the inkiness starts, and these the, what she just described starts to happen. What are you doing in this moment when you're watching this? Sorry, oh, real quick, one, one thing. Um, so my eyes also turn, like, solid black. Um, the other thing is, um, technically everyone in this room needs to make a charisma saving throw. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, like, I'm, I'm not trying to frighten people, but that's technically what's supposed to happen. So, like, I don't know. How close do they have to be for that? Ten feet. Okay, nobody's within ten okay. Except for Char. And I'm <laughs> you, gonna say you Char's wouldn't. immune. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Char's immune. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you jump, but I don't think you're gonna be frightened. I genuinely want to be knocked out of the box by your wig because you cannot figure it out. And meanwhile, like because he oh, I'm gonna rip my sheds, dress. <laughs> he sheds ten foot of just like bright light around his body. So you know in when he goes into the state, like his tattoos glow. I want like that glow of the two tattoos on his arm to like shine through the bandages. It's shine through the bandages. That's so I cool. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then like his eyes, they don't go black. They go like just sunbeams out of his eye. And then he gets knocked out by the wing. I want no, I want you to like go to like Zamira, are you okay? She knocks you out, you fall, and that's when you're just like <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing. It doesn't technically say I have celestial wings like the other two sub species. So I might not, but I'm shining bright light for. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. You just it, you're just pure light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this next to the inky darkness. <laughs> ah, how do I turn it off? <laughs> I want you both to roll me insight checks. Where is it? Fourteen. Twenty. All right, you. Both would notice that there are mixed reactions from the guards all seem to be pretty terrified of Zem and by extension terrified of Shar as well, even though uh, his manifestation of this is more light. The juxtaposition of the two is terrifying. The people in the room that matter the most, though, you notice that Istin, the old man, is just staring at you. His eyes are huge. He doesn't look scared at all. 
Zem, you've seen this look on the face of like Dalius and other magic users who like start to make a breakthrough. Not scared at all of the magic. Intrigued, excited, hungry to understand what's happening. Turiel looks taken aback, concerned, uh, shocked. Did not expect that. <laughs> I'm not worried about you. <laughs> Suck it! You were telling the truth. I do that quite frequently. <laughs> uh, Rena, who is very good at metering her emotions, she her eyes are slightly wider than they were. And she just has like two fingers over her mouth while she's watching. And she doesn't look scared. She looks interested and intrigued. And Zem, with your dirty 20, you pick up something else coming from her, which is like excited. Like a hopeful excitement or like a plotting excitement? Yes, like a hopeful excitement. Like... Like, you didn't notice before, but there was just almost, like, a deadness in her eyes before. Like, she was resolved to... Yeah, like, she just expected you were going to come in here, say some bullshit, and then, you know, she was going to throw you in jail or whatever was going to happen, right? She didn't expect... (laughs) Yeah, she didn't expect anything like this, especially. And now she looks excited, like, like, we might have a chance. That's the, that's the idea you're getting. And she says, well... I have never seen anything like this before. Uh, Istin, and Istin's like, uh, nope. I've never seen anything like this uh, uh, before. No. Uh, and she says, now, um, how long have you been able to do this? This is the first time. I don't know how to make this go away. Yesterday. And I'm like, I'm like shaking my hands. Like, I don't, I don't know how to put it back. <laughs> uh, Shar's going to try to like, meditate to, to just like quell the power a little bit it um ends after a minute for me i don't know about it, same okay okay so uh they're all excitedly talking back and forth eventually this wears off and she says okay 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 so this is interesting and it's all making slightly more sense now what do you know about why the gods left vela Um, so just a quick insert before we, I'm, I'm going to be very open and honest about literally everything except for the gods. Okay. That is my stance personally. Clearly we know what I am now, but I'm leaving it all out. Like, uh, I mean, it's going to take a lot for them to get me to talk about any of that. Okay. From what I understand, there was an agreement that they would stay off this plane. Yes, but do you know why there was that agreement? Do you know what happened? He's going to point backwards towards the the statue. Yes, 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 I know. Um, but do you... I feel like you shorter-lived beings. Not that I say that in a derogatory way. I think you've all forgotten what happened. Probably. There was an argument. Between the gods. I was going to say, this mother, it was a fucking family fight. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It was disagreement over lunch. (laughs) Uh, You know the goddess uh, Nox, right? I believe that's what she goes by. I know of them, yeah. I'm aware of the pantheon. Mm -hmm. She has a brother. 
I forget the Knicks. Wait, what? Did, what did so, so you guys wouldn't know the name. Oh, I thought I was aware brother. of the entire pantheon. You know, so if you look at the document that was on Patreon for our Patreon followers, there's just a question mark where oh. that person's name is. Website NPC list. His name was Nex. <laughs> Nex? Yes. Nox and Nex. Like, thank you, next? No, no, just no T. Next. Right, right, right. But like an EX. Yes. Okay. They got it in their minds that they together were more powerful than the rest of the Pantheon. And they decided to overthrow Primus, to upset the balance, to remake the hub in the way they choose. They probably had the power to do so, and enough people on their side to make it happen. But they were betrayed at the last moment by one of Nox's own followers, Ein Belthor. He imprisoned Nex inside of the crystalline orb. We had a friend at the garden. And he was looking into the orb and a couple other things. And I'm going to pull out the letter. Uh, can I present this to you? I don't know how this works. Certainly, yes. I don't, but I'm going to deliberately try to do this before everybody else gets back in here. Okay, nobody's come in yet. She hasn't allowed anybody back in yet. We got this some days ago. And it's the letter from uh, Albus. Ah, yes. So it seems that your friend was coming across exactly what I'm telling you now. I'm imprisoned next to save the hub, to stop them from upsetting the balance. And I guarded that orb for his entire life until his life was over. And then it became our job as a people. To protect it. So forgive me. I had a great many things to study while I was at Stellium. And I kind of didn't pay as close attention as I could have to the gods. Because I didn't think it was real or mattered. Um, well, for all intents and purposes, they haven't been real for quite some time. Thank you for that. Um <laughs> What was next the god of? Like, what role did he serve before? He was frequently worshipped by people who were assassins and things of that ilk. They bestowed their gifts upon many people and freely because it gained them many loyal followers. Kind of cheapens it. So the rumor that Ein could kill gods isn't technically true. No. Ein was close, maybe could have, but uh, he was quite powerful, but he still derived his magic from a god. So to kill a god, even as crafty as he was, would have been very difficult. But imprisonment. For a god, that's maybe on some level worse. 
an eternity stuck inside a crystalline structure. Is there iconography of Nex somewhere? No. That was part of the punishment that was handed down before the gods left. Nex was stricken from the pantheon, stricken from the literature, forgotten, so that none would go looking for him and trying to set him free. But Ein, Ein was allowed to remember. And Ein passed that knowledge on to us so that we would not forget. If I may be excruciatingly bold, why did someone within the city steal the orb then? Money? Power? I don't know. I don't know what she gained from this. Is this all my mother's fault? To be completely honest, Zamira, I don't know. I don't know if it was your mother who's calling the shots. It doesn't seem so if she tried to let you go. Could be the man she works for, Ambrose, but he... Honestly, nobody's seen him in quite some time. There was some talk that he was dead. What a shame. <laughs> yes. We didn't see him, right? No. Okay. You know, the last time I saw my father, he talked about, I don't know if he meant me or what was happening, but he said that this wasn't lucky. Do you know what he meant by that? She thinks for a moment. Pardon me for being so blunt and asking questions that could open wounds, but do you know if either of your parents are actually your parents? I don't know anything for sure anymore. I haven't stopped to talk to either of them since... Well, I think that answering that question could lead to understanding more of your your father's your father's response. Okay. He's always been a little absent. <laughs> I can understand that. My father being a king, he's quite busy. So My father is no king. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just an asshole with a boat. <laughs> I've uh I got used to it. Um, it is what it is. Well, it seems then that your mother's organization is trying to release Nex. At least that would be my understanding. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like such a <laughs> fucking idiot. I'm so glad I've been waiting for it. To- Every time I say the name... I, it literally, I it literally, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's uh, uh, why you were fucking, fucking so adamant about keeping the goddamn name. We, we 
like, and the fact that we just, that happened at the same time, like. <laughs> the, you know what it was for me? I just remember what it was called. And I'm like, yes. fuck. Yeah, your mother's organization. Oh, you mean Nexus? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you whore. <laughs> you dirty sloot. <laughs> oh. At the same time, Rena's like, fuck. <laughs> well, uh, I had hoped that that was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. You may continue, Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what Chen's writing right now. <laughs> Nexus motherfucker. <laughs> Guys, 34 episodes. 34 episodes. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> 34 episodes. Son of a bitch. Thanks. So, um, maybe it's possible your mother's organization is some sort of remainder of a cult to Nexus from long ago. Shara's just smacking his head off of the banister. And maybe this has been sort of what they've been working for all along. I'm literally... Zem is literally <laughs> sitting in her chair doing exactly this. I, I like to imagine that when we realized we both stood up... Fuck. <laughs> Kicked the thing. Not Lost one. our brains a bit. Um, um, the shadows come back. <laughs> the shadows... <laughs> You are familiar with Nex as a history because you were taught it. Yes. What kind of powers does he bestow? He? Yes. They? He. Okay. Uh, I mean, Ballpark. he's perfectly capable of giving people the sort of powers that clerics from the Age of Splendor would have had, but... Like shadow type deal? I'm... I'm... Why? How many people do you have at the garden right now? Uh, a, f a few. Are they still alive? I haven't heard any reports from them. One's these last time. Not... Sorry. No, these, these people weren't spies or anything. They were just students. Um, a few higher-ups in the... Shara's, like, visibly panicked. Just... What is, what is wrong? I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. When was the last time you received a, a message? Um, He's going to look over to Toriel, too. Just like, Toriel, I told you what was going on. Do you remember what I told you? Give me one second, because I need to look up the names of the... I've got it up. What do you need? I see a bunch of oh, half-elves. That's interesting the way I did this. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, look, I was being very soul-crushing on this particular day. No, this was not a question that I was prepared for, but, like, I have the information here in front of me. Um, I have it, but fuck you anyway. She says, um, well, the, um, the highest-ranking uh, person we had at the garden was Varys. I have not heard from him recently. Uh, we could reach out. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard from any of them, as a matter of fact. Um, Your Majesty, I have some very bad news for you. 
Um, well, after all the news we've been sharing today, I think a bit more probably won't be terrible. Ulrich is dead. That's pretty terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. What do you mean Ulrich is dead? I knew he was stepping down, but no, he's... No, he wasn't. He didn't step down. He was murdered. Who? Who murdered him? Was it Genevieve? Don't ask me that question, because if you do again, I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry. I need to know. It was one of the keepers. Um, it wasn't Genevieve. It was probably the only other one that stood a chance. Well, I don't know much about their abilities, so I'm sorry. I'm going to need a name if I'm going Sandra. to. Shard's making no eye contact with anybody. Why? What? Why would they, why would Xander have, why would any, I mean, I've, I know a little about the garden. I've done diplomatic trips there in the past. I don't understand why they would be doing these things. If this is something that Xander did, it was not, it was not his choice. And that's all we know. Very firm about that. We had a friend at the garden and he's going to gesture towards the note that they still have. Yes, this is written in blood. This is very concerning. It's his blood. He's... We also ran into someone who's helped us along their way, and it seems that they believe that the garden was headed towards a downward spiral. And I would trust their belief of what's going to happen in the future. And you believe that Knox... And maybe next would have something to do with this. I know some of their abilities, and I'm curious if they have the ability to bestow them. Well, next would have no ability to hamper anybody, not for the past 2,000 years. But I don't know how much control the deities still have on this plane, even though they can't be here. I think it would be worth looking into what's going on at the garden because though they might be s separate instances, they might be going after the same thing. It feels like a hub for them to grow in numbers. But if I send a delegation there and you are correct, they might all just be murdered. That is a possibility, yeah. I have to think on this. I I don't have the power to do this anyway. I would need to consult with my father. We just want to make sure that we are... We want to prove that we are trying to help you. To the best of our abilities. I understand. Shara's like, again, still just head down. No eye contact whatsoever. And normally I try to comfort you but i'm they're both probably the same just unfocused disassociating if you will had you shared with zem that xander killed ulrich i don't no. think you did mm -mm. yeah so this is zem hearing this for the first time as well right which is part of why i'm not like like it's so big like i feel betrayed because like that's why char didn't want to tell you before yeah all right um 
I need to consult with my father about everything that we've spoken about. And I think you both could use a break for the day. I would like to release the two of you on your own. I do not think that you are a danger to the city. I would ask that you meet with me at my home for dinner tomorrow night. Until then, you are free to roam the city at your pleasure, and I will set up arrangements for you to stay at a nice inn nearby. Before you go, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what Zuvi had talked to you about. I'm not going to pry, but I just want to let you know that there was an attack on Morbale. That was part of what Zuvi came to tell me. Uh, Morbale is requesting aid, and I was prepared to turn them down, but I think now's the time to stand together as much as you can spare to do so. Rena takes a moment. She's collecting herself. There are differing opinions about how much Annenfell should be involved in what is happening in the rest of the world. We have been making plans of our own for what we believe is coming. And in doing so and moving all of our resources to that, we've kind of given up on diplomacy. But know that not all of us believe that is the best path. And I will be, again, requesting that my father send some form of aid to Morbale to help the people there. Sarge is going to stand up and bow if we're leaving the room. All right. Or if she's leaving the room. I'll follow suit of whatever the other people are doing and not his because he's awkward and weird. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when, when Rena stands up, you notice all, like, Istin and the other people who were sitting stand up. So the two of you would stand up as well. And she nods and she says, tomorrow night then. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. And she turns and leaves the room and her people converge around her and follow her out. And Toriel comes over to the two of you and says, I know that a lot of bad stuff was just talked about. But that went really well. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry for your trauma, but like you did really good. You guys did really good. Um, so is there anything I can help you with before I let you go free? Yes. Okay, what do you need? A dressmaker, a candy shop. I think just new clothes in general. Okay. Somewhere to stock up on supplies. Okay. And a library. Do you have money? A little bit. Well, a, a bit, but I don't know if my money is good here, and I guess I don't really know what the... Exchange rate. Exchange rate would be. So I don't know. Maybe? It's fine. Uh, gold is gold. And he gets in his pocket, and he pulls out a little coin purse, and he hands it to Zem. And uh, he says, that's what I have. this? <laughs> He's like, that's what I have on me for now. Um, I will 
get you a list of some of the places you just asked about, and uh, I'll be making the reservations for you at the inn. I'll get all of that for you, and then you'll be free to go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, listen, I'm not. I'm really not flirting, but it's gonna sound like I'm flirting. I'm gonna like put my hand on his forearm and just like really thank you for the opportunity, even though you put me in a jail cell. He reaches out and he like puts his hand over your hand and squeezes it. And he says, I'm sorry you had to spend the night in a jail cell, but thank you for going along with it. All right. So he leaves to go talk to some of his guards to send them off to do their thing. And he's writing a list of the places you need to go. That is where we're going to cut this episode. Woo! This week, we have a promo for our friends over at Feats and Fates. Take it away. Well, hello there. Welcome to my tavern. I am your tavern keeper, your narrator, your quest giver, and your gateway to the theater of your mind. Come and sit. Listen to the travels of our crew as they sail a cursed sea fight a supernatural storm become marooned on the mysterious and exotic ghoul island our current series offers mystery suspense intrigue and let's not forget lovecraftian horrors so come set come set and i'll read you a chilling tale from our podcast feats and fates a DD podcast available on all major streaming platforms. Our theme music was created by the incredibly talented Isaac Viers. Our character art found on SlayTheStars.com was created by the wonderful Cam Gonzalez. Slay the Stars is made possible by the audio engineering wizardry of Arthur Polino, graphic artistry of Jen Kearney, and the production wisdom of me, Leah Hemrick. Thanks for listening, and as always, Persomnia ad Astra.